Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, coming up, we have stories about walking in on a married couple. Sister-in-law versus sister-in-law, baby names. Mother-in-law versus daughter-in-law, baby names. Two separate stories. Boyfriend testing his girlfriend. Banning family members for using incorrect names. Cheating fiance. If you lose something that belongs to someone else, do you replace it? That's one of the stories. Piano Man is done. It is out in its entirety on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the rest. But also the ebook paperback and hardcover are now all out as well check link tree for a link in my bio to take you to the uh the books page where i have all three of those just uh just set up by themselves for you Am I the astronaut for not apologizing for having sex in my own living room? <laughs> Just right out the gate here. Right out the gate. Am I the astronaut for not apologizing for having sex in my own living room? I'm male 28 and my fiance, female 26, are writing this together. How does that work? Obviously, we are engaged, but we have lived together in my house for about two years now, longer than we've been engaged. I have a brother, male 27, Ryan, and Ryan has a fiance slash girlfriend slash mother of his kids, Erica. Erica and he met in high school, and they had their first child when they were 17. They have had two more children since then. For a while, they were separated and then together and then separated again. Honestly, I can't keep up with them. Erica is also the problem. I know I sound biased because Ryan is my brother, but everyone in the family agrees. She's not a likable woman. She's argumentative, rude, and entitled. She constantly starts arguments with Ryan or her own children at the holidays and seems to think that she deserves everything Ryan has ever done or accomplished because they have three kids. Erica also took an especially rude attitude towards my fiancé for whatever reason. My fiancé wants me to emphasize here, Erica is a f***ing bitch. If you haven't gotten that, her words, not mine. Well, with that being said, my fiance and I often babysit Ryan and Erica's kids on weekends or at nights when they work or just whatever they need. Honestly, Erica is cordial enough to my fiance when she's asking for babysitting. But other than that, they don't talk. And I think they both prefer it that way. My fiance wants me to note here that it's not just us who have an issue with Erica. It's my sister and her own brother as well. So last week, my fiance and I went out to our favorite restaurant after work, had some drinks at a nearby bar and went home around 1130. We were both a little tipsy in our own home with a locked door and decided that the bedroom was just too far of a walk. And we started to undress at the couch. Five minutes later, my fiance is in a much more exposed state than I am and she's on my lap. Suddenly, we hear the keys at the front door. Like scorned teenagers, we jump up. My fiancé sprints around the corner to the hallway, leaving her clothes everywhere on the floor. Luckily, I still had my jeans on, so when Erica comes in with her 11-month-old, I can hear my fiancé around the corner half laughing, half sobbing of embarrassment, and I'm just looking at Erica like, since when the f*** do you just let yourself into my house? Erica looks at me, looks at the clothes on the floor, looks around for my fiancé, and then just walks out and slams the door shut. I wonder what she thought was happening. 
After that, we got a spew of angry text messages. Erica told us that we were indecent people with no class or integrity, that my fiance should respect herself more by not being so open about her sex life, and that she will not be returning to her house with her children as it's obviously not a safe place. I asked Erica how she even got a key to our house and what she was doing coming in unannounced in the first place. And her answer was that she took the key from Ryan. They were fighting and she needed my fiance to watch the baby while she figured everything out. She said that we would never watch her kids again because she broke into your house. Obviously, while my fiance was pissed at basically me being called a whore, she's very hurt that Erica claims she will keep the kids from her. My fiance loves the kids a lot and she really likes having them. When I saw how upset this made her, even though I think it's empty threats, I texted my brother. The text I received from Ryan seemed like they were written by Erica, but honestly, I can't be sure. It seems they are both now holding a grudge on what wouldn't be an issue if Erica would just stop being entitled. Ryan said that if we apologize to Erica for what happened, then likely she will forgive us. My fiance was ready to swallow her pride and just apologize, but I refuse. I don't think we did anything wrong. So my question is... Am I the Askonaut, or more accurately, are my fiancé and I the Askonauts? Here, uh, here's some additional information we need to go through before diving into really breaking this down. Some wanted an update. My fiancé finally got it through her head that she shouldn't apologize, so thanks for that. Shortly after, Erica, of course, wanted us to babysit again, and I said, no, absolutely not. Not until you apologized to my fiancé for the horrible remarks you made about her. She refused. Shocking. My brother called me an hour after that, asking what the problem is. I explained what happened. Turns out he didn't even know. More shocking revelations. We're both pretty sure that when he got into that fight with Erica, she was going out to try to find another man to sleep with while telling my brother she was staying with us with the baby. She's a friggin' psychopath. Yesterday, Erica called and apologized to us and begged us to watch the kids again. I said I'd think about it, but until then, we need our keys back, which we've gotten. Okay, let's dive into... Okay, the original question here was, am I the astronaut for not apologizing for having sex in my own living room? And, and obviously, it involves a lot more than that, but... No, hell no. This person broke into your house by stealing a key from someone else... Didn't give you any forewarning whatsoever claims that she was coming over so that your fiance could watch her kid so she could go do what? The assumption on OP's part here is to try to pick up some other dude to get back at her fiance or (sighs) if you break into somebody's house and walk in on them having sex, what kind of cojones do you have to have to be like? That's disgusting. You should apologize to me. Who the hell has such a uh, an extreme level of entitlement that they think they deserve an apology for them breaking into your house and you being there half-clothed? That is not cool, lady. And then to, to take her fiancé's phone and respond back to them and be like, it's so not cool, you need to apologize to her. And he didn't even know what the hell happened. He had no idea. He had no clue. Which they were smart enough to figure out on their own. But what the heck, dude? What the, what, what, what the heck? Luckily, it sounds like they had this this lady pegged from the very beginning. No pun intended. It seems like they had, they, they had her figured out a long time ago. She's only nice when she wants something. This was an empty threat because guess what? She's going to want something. And she's shitty until she wants something. So let her be shitty. She'll change tomorrow because she needs somebody to watch her kid. And that's the only time that she's nice. 
Title of this from the AITA subreddit is, Am I the astronaut for refusing to go to my sister-in-law's baby shower after she refused to support me when I had a stillbirth and stole my daughter's name? No! She sounds like a real special person. Three months ago, I, 28 female, gave birth to my angel baby, whom I was going to name Siobhan. My husband, Dylan, 30 male, and I are still grieving her loss. We lost her due to premature rupture of membranes, and there was nothing the doctors could do to save her. OP stated in the comments that she was a little over 26 weeks pregnant when she delivered. Wow. My mother is Irish, and I was going to name my baby after my great auntie. We were so happy, and now we are devastated. My family rallied around us, and so did Dylan's parents, but his sister was a different story. She has been helping Dylan, but has told me I need to get over it. It being in reference to our daughter. Yeah, okay. My husband's sister, Claire, 34 female, just announced her pregnancy at 20 weeks and had her gender reveal on Instagram. I'm happy for her, but sad at the same time because I never got to meet my daughter. She announced she was going to have a baby shower and sent out invitations last week. When we received the invitation, it said, help us welcome our baby, Siobhan. I can admit I cried looking at the invitation. Claire and my husband's family have no connection to Ireland or the name Siobhan. And when my husband asked her why she chose that name, Claire said it sounded pretty. And because we weren't able to use it, she was going to take it first. And to clarify, no, she is not naming her baby after my daughter. As much as I want to feel happy for Claire, I just can't. It feels like she's rubbing the fact in that my baby is dead in my face. And I RSVP'd no to the invite. She called me on my private number and chewed me out for being a sour bitch, not being happy for her, and being jealous over nothing. I feel like I should be happy for her, but I just can't. I just want my baby girl, my Siobhan. Am I the astronaut? Relevant comments here. Comment, did you officially name your stillborn with that name and bury her? If not, it was never used by you. And yes, it would be fine for your sister-in-law to use. Instead of throwing a huge hissy fit, overshadowing them, you could show how happy you were that they chose that name for your little one, for their little one. I think you really overreacted. And no, she is not rubbing the name of your baby into your face. This is just so wrong to think on on so many levels. She was right to call you out. What in the... What is this commenter thinking? I don't... What the... Is that you, sister-in-law? Is this... Is this... Is this Erica? Was that her name? Sister-in-law? Claire. Sorry. Is that you, Claire? Opie's response, yes, her name is on her death certificate and birth certificate. Her urn is in my and my husband's bedroom. Different commenter, NTA, I am horrified. Your sister-in-law is cruel for telling you to get over it and downright nasty for proceeding to name her child after the one you lost. Are your husband's parents condoning this and her treatment of you? I'm not usually one to recommend going no contact with your in-laws, but I think this situation more than merits it. I am so sorry for your loss. Your baby is and will always be Siobhan. It's a beautiful name for an angel. OP's response, my mother-in-law called me after the invites went out. They are still going to go, but she said she will try to convince Claire to change her baby's name. She is very upset. My father-in-law said he is disappointed in Claire. At least there's that. At least there's that. And yes, we can go ahead and assign this to Claire right now. I don't know. Uh, Bearded Ace, how, how could one do this? How could someone who has any shred of decency, any shred of humanity do this to another human being? This is insane. Insane. I can't imagine how how someone has a shred of humanity um, and empathy 
and still could do this. Like this is a cold, vindictive, terrible thing to do. And to come out and say, yeah, there's no significance whatsoever behind it. I just thought it was pretty. And since you can't use it, I'm snatching it up and you need to get over it. Wow. Claire, I I would never, ever, 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 ever wish this kind of situation on anyone. But it's very clear that Claire has never been through anything like this and doesn't understand any of it at all. And if something like this ever happened to Claire, she might finally understand how big of a shit stick she is and how terrible of a person she was to OP here. And maybe then and only then would come groveling back and say, I'm sorry, I had no idea, but it doesn't seem like it because the kind of person that it takes to be able to do this, even not having gone through it is a really special kind of asshole. This takes a really really special kind of evil to be able to do this someone to tell them to get over it and to not even respect the fact that they just RSVP'd no and just chose to keep their distance. OP didn't engage. OP didn't call her and say, why the f*** are you choosing my, my deceased, my angel baby's name for your child when there's no, there's no significance for you using this name at all? Why? Why, why, why would you do this? That's not what OP did. OP RSVP'd no. That was it. That was the extent of it. And then Claire chose to further this thing by calling her and bitching her out for RSVPing no. That's a, that's a terrible, terrible person. There's no way around it. That is a terrible person. At least the in-laws here are like, we're so disappointed. We're trying to get her to change her mind. Of course, they want to support her because they know they want to have a relationship with this baby that's coming too. But, but at least they know how terrible it is. And they're extremely disappointed in her and they're trying to make her see the light. This is this is not okay. And to the commenter, this commenter who said, did you officially change your name? Uh, It was never used by you and it's fine. And you're throwing a hissy fit. Yeah, you get the ASCOM one award here, too, because what the there's a keyboard warrior. And then there's somebody who's like, you know what? You seem like you're going through a really tough time. Let me throw some shit on top of that pile and then light it on fire. Am I the astronaut for telling my mom she has zero rights to name my wife's and my child and her opinion is not wanted or important here? Oh boy. My mom is being the mother-in-law from hell to my wife and I right now and I snapped at her recently over this and have laid some boundaries down, but I am questioning my reaction to her. So my wife, Kinsey, 25, and I, 25, have been married for just over a year and we're expecting our first child this year. This will be my parents' first grandchild and this has caused some craziness for my mom. She has aimed most of this at Kinsey, but I did step in when I learned how pushy my mom became. This started right after our pregnancy announcement. My mom went to Kinsey and told her we should name our child Roger. If we had a boy and Elizabeth, we have a girl. Roger was my mom's grandfather, and she wanted to name me or one of my brothers Roger, but my dad vetoed it every time. Elizabeth is her favorite girl name, and my dad vetoed that for my sisters, too. Kinsey told her we weren't really looking for name suggestions, and we had discussed a few already. My mom told her the names were important and should be used. A couple of weeks after the first incident, my mom asked Kinsey if she knew whether baby Roger or baby Elizabeth was joining the family. Kinsey told her neither of those names were in the running, and we didn't know yet. Kinsey mentioned mom bringing up the names to me, but then downplayed how pushy she was. So I said nothing at that point. 
We learned that we were having a boy and my mom became so pushy that she ordered blankets and clothes with the name Roger embroidered on them. The first we knew of this was when she gave us a little door decoration with the name Roger on it. I told I told my mom then that we hadn't finalized a name yet and wouldn't be announcing it until after he's here anyway. She went to Kinsey yet again and told her that she was pissing her off by refusing to comply. Strong language, mother. You are pissing me off with your refusal to comply. Then argued about it and Kinsey told me about it afterward. I went to talk to my mom and make some things clear and she asked why nobody in this family wanted to use the names that she loved. I told her that was something she could work through herself because we were not obligated to use them for her. She then sent a gift package with all the clothes and blankets with the name Roger and she sent them to my wife and posted them on social media. Ma... This made people assume we had chosen the name Roger. Of course it did. That was a play. That was the intention. This is when I lost it and went over to confront her about her pushiness. She told me it was important to take her opinion on board as my mom and our son's grandma. That's when I told her she had zero rights to name our baby and her opinion wasn't wanted or important here. My mom told me it was rude to dismiss her opinion and her feelings as unimportant and I should have more respect for her. It made me realize that we need space from her right now, but also I do wonder if I went too far. Am I the Askinaut? No, you are not the Askinaut. There is a very, 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 very simple solution to this. It's worked twice at least before. Get dad to veto it. Your dad, OP. He vetoed these names multiple times with her before. If she's if she's got ire to direct at anybody, it's got to be at him. Because he was the one that shut these names down when she had the opportunity to use them. Her chance to use these names was long ago. She doesn't get to assume the name. She doesn't get to post it on social media. If she wants to have a relationship with this child, she can post a retraction and an apology for being such a self-absorbed, pushy, overbearing. You have leverage, OP. You have something that she wants so bad she will eat crow and chew on sock in order to give it. And that is a relationship with your child. Now, while I don't believe that children should be used in games ever, she has gone so far overboard here that she has to understand that the boundaries are going to prevent her from having a frequent, meaningful relationship with your child because she can't have that relationship without having a frequent, meaningful and respectful relationship with the child's parents i.e. you. She has to understand she is harming her ability to have a more frequent and meaningful relationship with her grandbaby right now. And if she wants to fix that, she's got to do the work to fix it. Post the retraction, apologize, and quit the shit. Bring dad in. I'm dead serious. Bring dad in and say, you want to make this official? I'll veto it again. Boom. Vetoed. Drop it. Get Papa to do the mic drop here. Funk. <sighs> you cannot treat the parents like trash and expect to have a good relationship with the child. You can't, you can't expect them to do you a favor by going above and beyond to make sure that you get a lot of time with the grandbaby when you treat them like garbage. You cannot do that. That is not how this works. It's not how it works.
This story from the Dusty Thunder subreddit is titled, Am I the Askonaut for Putting My Boyfriend's Kids Outside After He Instructed Them to Go Nuts? Dusty, I love your podcast and I could really use some advice. I feel like my sanity is dangling by a thread. I need to know if I'm the a-hole. My boyfriend, now ex, has three kids all ten and under. Their bio mom died giving birth to the youngest. We dated for about a year and a half. I got along well with all three of them, and as a unit, we were comfortable and, dare I say, complete. They were spending a lot of time over at my house, and I genuinely enjoyed it. Then, just recently during a holiday when all the kids had the day off from school or preschool, my boyfriend came and the kids came over for a day of fun. They'd been here for about an hour when my boyfriend said he needed to go to the store to get some things for dinner, his treat. I told him we could just order a pizza and and maybe we should enjoy the time together, especially since I'd promised the kids a whole day of gaming. I was looking forward to keeping my word because my own parents and I played video games together when I was a kid. My boyfriend insisted that he would be in and out and not to worry. Not even five minutes after he left, the kids started acting up and completely out of control. I mean, screeching, throwing things, opening the fridge and pulling out all the food, taking a pen and running up and down the hallway while writing with it on my walls, etc. Nothing I said or did made any impact. This sounds like my hell. They wouldn't go to timeout. They didn't care about not playing games. They wouldn't listen. It was a complete 180 from the kids I'd grown to know and love. I was calling my boyfriend over and over, and most of the time he sent me to voicemail. When he did pick up, he would tell me, that's nothing. They're fine. You're you're the adult. And when he was finally annoyed with me, he told me to handle it how I see fit and that he would be right back. Red flagging him for that as well. He hung up abruptly, and when I went to call him back, I heard something shatter. I whirled around to see my mom's urn shattered on the floor. It had been on my fireplace mantle next to her picture, and one of the kids had gotten on the reading chair to knock it down. To knock it down, intentionally. I absolutely lost it. I started shrieking at the top of my lungs for them to get the f*** out of my house. They seemed to be in shock and wouldn't move, so I grabbed the two oldest by their jackets and threw them out of my front door. They were crying when I went to retrieve the youngest, and as I was marching back to my front door to put the youngest out front as well, my boyfriend appeared. He demanded to know why the kids were crying, and I told him, because your kids are godless demons that are going to wind up in jail or dead when they grow up. Whoa! Didn't hold anything back there. I then shoved his youngest at him and turned around to go back into my house. He followed behind me, scolding me for abandoning the kids, and instead of telling them to egg off, I told him to come see what they'd done. He looked at everything with a dry expression. I mean, nothing to show outrage at how the kids had behaved. I started to think he was being purposefully aloof when he said, you failed. Excuse me? I thought I had misheard him, so I asked him, what? He said that he told the kids to put me through the ringer because he wanted, because he wanted to propose to me and he said he needed to be sure I could handle the stress of being a mom. He said that if I was really his true love, and if I truly loved the kids, I'd be able to handle all of this without calling him over and over or ditching the kids outside. I started rage crying and asked him if he understood that they destroyed my mom's urn because of him, and he replied, She's gone, Bunny. We're here. You were going to have to toss that creepy thing out anyway once we moved in. Boy, you found a winner here, Opie. I slapped him, not once, but twice. I don't care if the kid saw or if he called the police because who the f*** actually does this to someone? He told me he would forgive me, 
When I called and apologized to him and the kids, I told him to go to hell, and he said that I'd see things clearly when I calmed down. I blocked him on everything and then took pictures of the destruction and posted about it on every SM account I have. Apparently, he has my email because he emailed me and told me I was overreacting to everything and that everything could be cleaned or replaced, including my mom's ashes. How? And that they were most likely dust and cigarette ash and not her actual ashes. Well, this guy just keeps winning. <sighs> I have zero desire to get back together with him because as far as I'm concerned, he's a sociopath. 98% of my friends and family are totally on my side, but the other 2% said that he was right about me and that no matter what, I'm the adult and I willingly put kids in danger. So now I'm wondering, am I the astronaut? You put them in danger by putting them right outside your door? When he was, like, already right there. So they were never alone. I mean, you were willing to let them sit on the front step and wait for him to come back, which... uh, Edited to add, thank you, everyone. Your kindness has brought fresh tears to my eyes in the best possible way. I'm never going to unblock him, and and I'm going to be looking into some of these suggestions I got starting tomorrow morning. To those that are saying this is fake, I can't help you to change your minds, and there's no point in doing so. Believe what you will. To those... To those calling me the asshole, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. But let's see how you behave in a similar situation. God forbid it ever happens. Okay, this is for ex-boyfriend. Go straight to Ascon 1. What kind of bullshit test is this? Leaving your kids with someone, telling them... To be as terrible as possible to see how someone would handle it. To see if maybe they're worthy of you proposing to. Which, by the way, if you did and if you moved in, you were going to force her to get rid of her mom's urn with her ashes in it anyway. And you said it's probably not her ashes anyway. Cool story, bro. You sound like a real winner. And uh, OP dodged a bullet here. How does this guy think he would respond if his kids were behaving like this at that time. How would he respond if they didn't respond to anything, to any kind of discipline, to any kind of anything that she said, they they didn't respond to anything. They had one mission and that was total destruction and they were committed to it because he told them to do it. That's not a test in parenting. That is sabotage by your partner. And if that's what marriage to this douche canoe would be like, yeah, no, you dodged a biggin, OP, a biggin. <sighs> you know who the real loser is in, in all of this? You you won because you dodged, you dodged a potential really stanky relationship with this just blue ribbon champion of a dude. The kids, the kids were put through something by this idiot that is going to be emotionally scarring for them. He told them to... He told them to do something that they should never want to do in the first place. You had a good relationship with them. You felt like a complete family. I'm sure they loved you and they got to see a side of you that that they never would have seen otherwise, probably because they were sent on this hell mission by their father to see to see how you would respond to. Well, don't ask questions. You don't want the answer to you idiot. But they now lost a connection with you because because of this stupid game that he played they 
saw a ragey side of you that they have never seen to this point. And anybody can be triggered and, and turned into a rage monster if pushed hard enough. And telling your kids, your three kids, to put someone through hell is certainly enough to do it. Intentionally breaking things, drawing on the walls, like what this guy if this is is what a woman what gauntlet a woman has to pass to be worthy of his love then may he be alone forever the only downfall to that is that then these kids only have this douche canoe to look up to and that's sad because he clearly is not the ideal role model for them i feel bad for the kids you dodged a bullet op This is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to do to someone. This was not a test. This was torture. And someone being willing to torture you to see if you're worthy of their love, that is not love. That is not love. That is not a partnership. That is not, like, I don't don't understand why someone would ever do that to someone else. And and that's somebody who's going to be left alone, who's going to be alone for a lifetime because they're willing to do they're willing to do that to another person. All right. Our next story here is from the AITA subreddit and is titled, am I the astronaut for banning my husband's sister from my house until she uses the names of my twins? I 38 female am married with two children, twins, Amy and Nina six female. We live in the same town as most of his families in the house I inherited from my grandfather. It is the biggest house in the family, so we often host family gatherings. My husband's youngest sister, Jane, 31 female, has been traveling for work ever since her early 20s. Mid-2022, she moved in with her fiancé about a half-hour drive away from us. After that, Jane shows up regularly at family gatherings and rebuilds relationships with her family members. The only thing she never bothers to do is address my daughters by their names. Amy and Nina are identical twins. I understand when people refer to them as the twins, but I think it's important that their individuality is respected. I always tell family and friends that now that they are six years old, it is important for them to have their own identity. And if possible, please treat them as individuals rather than a pair or a unit. My girls have different interests and hair slash dressing styles, so it's not hard to tell them apart. Jane always insists on calling the girls the twins and makes no effort to distinguish them. I asked her many times to treat them as individuals, like her other nieces and nephews, and Jane said, okay, and then would keep doing the same thing. Last Christmas, Amy made paper cranes and Nina painted flower pictures as their Christmas gifts to everyone in the family. They signed their names and individually handed the gift to everyone. Jane's fiance had to work this year and did not join us, so after brunch, she video called him in the living room while the rest of us did our things nearby. Her fiance saw the crane in her hand and asked where she got it, and Jane said, Oh, one of the twins gave it to me for Christmas. The other twin drew me some flowers. I felt that this was disrespect as my girls put a lot of effort into the gifts and deserve to have their private dedication recognized. When everyone left, I told Jane I expected her to call my girls Amy and Nina from now on and to treat them like individuals and know their differences. Jane said that she won't bother as my girls are too young. So I told her she is banned from my house until she learns how to address my girls by their names. Jane just stomped off. My husband agreed with me on this. A few days ago, my mother-in-law called to plan my husband's birthday in early February. I told her we could have a party at my house like usual, but Jane would not be invited. 
My mother-in-law was alarmed and asked why, and when she learned of what happened, she was mad at Jane. I am shooketh. I am shooketh. Jane called me a few hours ago, calling me an asshole for making a big deal out of something insignificant. She said my girls would be known as the twins whether I like it or not. Once they get older, people will recognize them as individuals, but not now when they're young and just another couple of girls. <sighs> she said she deserves to be with her family for her brother's birthday, and I need to let it go. Am I the astronaut? You know, uh, eh, uh, yeah. Are there any twins in chat? Any twins? How big of a deal was this to you? How big of a deal was it to for you to have individual like distinction rather than being referred to as the twins? Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, even I think this could be demonstrated to Jane by calling her her brother's sister, right? Or just sister, you know, or woman. It could be any number of things where you could easily demonstrate to this to her and show her how it doesn't make sense and how it's not cool. The bottom line is it comes down to this. It's your house. She doesn't gain access just because she wants it. She's not entitled to entry to your house for any event. If she wants to come into your house, she's going to show the proper respect. You have made it as easy as possible. It is a not is not a difficult thing to do. Short of putting name tags on them, you have made it a turnkey solution. It is so simple for her to just start doing this properly. And if she is not willing to show respect to your girls, she doesn't get to be there. It's pretty freaking simple. Even the mother-in-law agrees. And listen, folks, if the mother-in-law agrees, you know it's a no-brainer here. Because normally, if anybody was going to be like, oh, oh, that seems rash. That seems, that's unfortunate that you would be so, uh, so volatile about such a, such a simple thing. No, she knows. She knows it is a big deal. And... <laughs> And Jane to come back and say, you're an asshole for making a big deal out of something so insignificant. Tell me that you don't get it without telling me that you don't get it, Jane. How hard is it? How insignificant is it? Is it for you to just use these two proper nouns instead of saying the twins? Is it hard? Is it difficult for you, Jane? Is it like really taxing on your fragile brain is it just is it just too much is it just too much to expect because everyone else in the whole family can do it but you jane i mean my husband's sister i mean female i mean woman i mean human is it that hard it's pretty easy it's pretty easy and guess what as soon as you start doing that pretty easy thing i'll do a pretty easy thing of my own and say yes you may come to my husband's birthday party. Is it worth it? Seems like it's more pain. It's more pain to to choose this hill to die on and say, no, I will not use their names. I will call them the twins and cause myself all kinds of pain and discomfort and turmoil and drama by being excluded from things because that seems like the easier thing to do, right, Jane? I don't understand. Yeah, she's she said so many things in here like they're just another couple of girls. 
a couple of insignificant girls, uh, something so insignificant. Like she, I don't know if she's actively belittling them or if she's just lazy or if she's just an asshole. I don't know, but she doesn't get to bitch about not being, uh, not being included if she's not willing to get on board. It's as simple as that. And it is not a difficult thing to do, Jane. You're just being an asshole. Title of this is I am packing up my stuff and moving out before my fiance comes home tomorrow. How can life go sour this fast? He, male 38, just proposed to me, female 37, a week ago and made me the happiest woman on earth. Why did he do that if he didn't love me? If I wasn't enough? I just can't understand what's happening. I'm so grateful I have my family. My brothers who left everything to come and help me move my stuff before I got home. I don't know how to repay them. I know how busy they are with Christmas around the corner, and yet they dropped everything and came when they heard me crying on the phone. Am I missing something here? No, that's just how it starts. Well, he usually goes on trips for work. This time, however, I found it odd that he was staying until Christmas Eve. Usually, they are only away during the weekdays and rarely on weekends. I also found it odd that he didn't FaceTime me to say goodnight, and when I tried, he said he was too tired and apologized. He usually sleeps to my FaceTime to pretend I was with him. Then he sent me a goodnight picture of him in bed. I sent him a kiss. Then before going to bed, I scrolled Instagram and he had shared that same picture. And one of our mutual friends commented, is that my name in the reflection? Say hi for me. I was confused. And sure enough, I saw a woman reflected in his glasses. Oh, dear. What have you done, sir? I didn't notice that when he sent me the picture and probably he didn't either. I liked the comment. My fiance didn't answer. Probably he wasn't online. I didn't know what to do. It was already late at night, but I felt the world was closing in around me. So I called my mom crying and she asked me to come home. I said, no, I needed to start packing and I've been doing it all night. This morning, my brothers and my parents showed up with a moving van. I love them so much. My fiance has now deleted the picture. He probably saw that I liked the comment about the woman in the reflection. He has called me over a hundred times and is still calling me. I will never see or speak to him again. He will never see me crying. I will never ask why. He will never get the chance to explain. He can stay in hotels with all the women in the world for all I care. Why do these things happen? I really thought he was happy. That I made him happy. How could he? Wowza. Okay. Um. So... So, yeah, this just started off with with she had just been proposed to he out of character, didn't FaceTime her, didn't uh, he just acted out of character. He was staying, staying for the weekend, which he normally wouldn't do, staying for Christmas Eve. And apparently it was to spend this time with this woman. But he, the picture that he sent was of him in bed. Right. Let's get back to that. Then he sent me a good night picture of him in bed. I sent him a kiss. That picture and his glasses had the reflection of a woman. That's where all this went sideways. And and OP here is just just shook and confused and doesn't know what the hell's going on. Um, and uh, it's nuts. This is absolutely, absolutely nuts. I don't. Yeah. Why would he post it? All? I mean, clearly he didn't, you know, on a phone picture, I'm sure you can't see that close to detail, but if somebody blew it up or did something and that I'm sure is, is how the friend saw, like caught a glimpse of something and then zoomed in and saw that it was the reflection of a woman um, and then made their comment, which is what tipped off OP had the friend not made that comment. She would have never known, but, but the questions here, why, like, how can this happen? You know, people clearly he wasn't as happy as he 
portrayed himself to be. Maybe, you know, we've read stories where, where people got engaged and tried to tried to direct all of their all of their affection to someone that they didn't really love because they were trying to convince themselves. And, and maybe this could be something like that. Or maybe he's just a weak jabroni. Maybe maybe somebody who he's been lusting after for a long time showed up and, and that's what caused him to do these stupid things. I don't think there's there's an obvious disconnect where the person that you fell in love with at that moment did not exist anymore. They had become someone else and they were still pretending to be that person for what reason I don't understand. And that's where that's where I get lost here. This is why if you if you have fallen out of love with someone or if you have decided you love someone else more, or if you decided that you want to go a different direction in your life, why be so cowardly that you don't just tell them why? Why the act? Why the act so that you can have the comfort and the backup of knowing that they're still there for you in case this adventure doesn't work out or, you know, it's a one night thing or what the hell ever. Why would you be willing to do that to someone when most of the people who do this shit, most of the people who do this shit to someone else would feel just absolutely gutted if it happened to them? They never think about the reciprocation. They never think about what if this happened to me. They never think about the people that they supposedly love this much whenever this happens. And that's 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 where I get lost. I'm like, I don't. Why? 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 It's not worth throwing your life away. Why would you propose to somebody a week ago and then do this shit? It just doesn't make any freaking sense. Added OP comments. Okay. Let's uh let's get some more context here. Oy. Okay, here we go. Uh right here, some OP comments for us to chew on. He has tried to visit, but my father threatened to beat him up if he came near our house or me. I have blocked him everywhere. Any friends who want to call and talk on his behalf, I have told them that I didn't want to know anything about him, and they have been respectful of me. The friend who started this whole thing is in shreds because he didn't know that it wasn't me in the picture. Dude, that friend can't feel... It's not the friend's fault, obviously. My ring wasn't engraved yet, so it is returnable, but I think I'll need the same card it was paid with or the receipt. I need to look for the receipt. I will take some vacation days in January because I don't feel well and maybe find a trip somewhere. Just me and some books. Thank you to everyone. I never thought I would get so much support here. I feel blessed. Now the last boxes are packed. And I will be moving to my parents. My brother is keeping my stuff because he has a bigger house until I can rent a storage unit. Nothing is open this time of year. Then I will start looking for my own place to rent. I need to sleep now because I didn't last night. Thank you and Merry Christmas. Then you're choosing not to be married. You're choosing not to be in a relationship. You're choosing to be alone. And and fiance, OP's fiance in this case, chose chose to not be engaged anymore. That's how it works. You made the choice. I want to say clearly whoever he was with in that image knew that he was engaged, didn't care because he snapped a picture with her laying right there with her reflection in his glasses. He was clearly sending a picture to someone. He's clearly taking a picture of himself. So she must have just not cared, but that's he made his choice. He made his choice and there's no there's no explanation that's going to make it okay at this point. There's no. There's no taking it back. It is done. It is over. He deleted the picture, so he knew he was in hot shit. It's done. It's over. And I guess it's one of those fragile things about um, about love. Is that your whole world can turn upside down in an, in an instant. And I think it is such a crazy thing to think about 
And then when you find someone who, who is your partner for life, uh, and I know that, you know, what, what Candy Thunder and I have um, is rare. It is special and it is rare and it's something that, that most people go their whole lives without finding, but finding somebody who is just your rock and your partner. And yeah, we bitch at each other and yeah, we get on each other's nerves and, and yeah, uh, we, we bicker, but we have so much fun and we're, we are there for each other through thick and thin, and we would never do anything to hurt the other, the other person. And I think having something like that is something that, that it's just hard for us to wrap our brains around someone doing something like this. Who loves someone enough to propose to them and then a week later is like, you know what, I'm going to throw it all away or I want to be sneaky and I can have my cake and eat it too. And I better do this now before I'm officially married because then it'll be even worse. No, dude, it's just as bad then. It is just as bad. Why? Don't throw it away. This one is the AITA subreddit and is titled, Am I the Askinaut for telling my brother-in-law to pay me $700 for my lost coat when I bought it for $100? Oh, was it on sale? Last year, I was at the mall with my fiance when I saw this awesome cashmere wool coat. It was perfect in every way, and there was only one left in my size. The best news was that it was on clearance for $100, so I bought it without a second thought. It was on sale. I have worn it several times last year, but it hasn't been cold enough for this year for me to break out the coat. Last week, when I saw the news about the upcoming cold front, I decided it was time to take it to the dry cleaner so that I could wear it this week. After tearing all of my closets apart without seeing it, I asked my fiance if she had seen it. She told me that she hasn't seen me wear it in a while, so she lent it to her brother to wear it to a wedding. I was annoyed at hearing this, but decided not to make a big deal, so I simply told her to tell her brother to bring it back so I could get it dry cleaned. Thursday rolls around, and he hasn't brought it back, so I asked her about it again. Nothing. Come Friday, and I haven't heard back anything, so I called him. He said that he told my wife on Tuesday that he got drunk at the wedding and lost my coat. I was super annoyed at this, so I told him he owes that exact coat from that exact brand. Last night, my fiance came home from work in a mood and handed me $100. She said that her brother dropped off the money and I shouldn't have made her brother pay for a coat since I knew he doesn't make very much and I haven't worn it but a handful of times. I looked at the $100 and told her I wanted a replacement coat or the amount it currently cost so that I can buy a new one and that $100 won't cover it. She said he went to the store and it cost $700 now, but she knew I only paid $100 for it, so she told him $100 would cover the cost. I argued that $100 doesn't buy me a new coat. We went back and forth, but couldn't find any common ground. She offered to throw in an extra $100 of her own money and said sarcastically that I'm coming out ahead. I argued that I'm still out of coat and nothing will satisfy my loss except for a replacement coat. She argued that I don't have to have the exact coat and that I can buy a similar one with $200. She thought I was being ridiculous and called her parents on speakerphone. Of course, they sided with her children and her dad tried to say that a man shouldn't be so hung up on a coat. I told him that a man replaces what he loses. So now they're all mad at me for wanting to make a profit from their son and, and inferring that he's not a man. Am I wrong for wanting the same coat as a replacement? Mm. An important point is that they didn't ask to borrow it. She did it without his knowledge, right? And this is a wait, girlfriend, wife, fiance. 
fiance, but he said brother-in-law. So fiance uh, took it without his knowledge, without his approval and, and lent it out. So there's, there's problem number one. Then this thing happens to it. And uh, brother-in-law apparently doesn't relay that back immediately until fiance presses for information about where the code is. And, um, and then withholds that information from her fiance. So there's, there's another strike. That's not good. Um, and, and then I, the whole, the whole argument about, does it cost to replace or, or what do you owe the normal, the normal cost, the normal full price cost, because that's what it would cost to replace it right now. I, I was kind of 50, 50 on this until accounting for them taking it without approval. And then him withholding the information about losing it or the fiance withholding the information about losing it. I think those two shifty things lean it more toward the, yeah, they owe the full, the full cost of replacement here. I also was trying to think about if, if he had insurance on this coat, would it insure it for the amount that he paid for it when it was on clearance or would it insure for the amount that it would cost to replace it? And I'm fairly certain it would be the amount to replace the exact item, correct? The fact that he took it, the fact that the fiance took it without asking is really what turns this whole thing upside down. If it had been he he agreed to let someone borrow it, it might be a different conversation here. But I think it is if he wants that coat and they took it without permission, they have to they have to replace that coat. And if it was an insurance thing, replacement cost is what insurance factors. So I think that's what they have to do. Now, this this being your fiance might sway that a little bit. So if you gave any grace to this situation at all, it would be because it was your fiance that made this decision. So how hard do you want to press it knowing that you have this relationship to uh, to uphold in whatever condition you want to uphold it in? That would be the one thing that might sway this a different direction. But that's a personal choice, right? The right and the wrong here are it was taken without permission. It was lost. Replace it. And yeah, that sucks that it's a lot more expensive now, but but it is what it is. Now, if I was the fiance here trying to get OP to decide differently, my question would be this. If this coat had been $700 when you found it, would you have bought it? Not to say that's the right thing, but if I was trying to sway him a different direction, that would be my angle. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.